I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. JV. What's up, man? How's it going today? Living the dream, baby. Yeah. Living the dream, man. Monday's right. Yeah, almost uh, Memorial Weekend, brother. Mm-hmm. Got anything in store? Not really. I got a three-day weekend, uh, but nothing planned. That seems exciting just yet. Yeah, I'm working on a four-day weekend, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, me and... Four days. Oh, my gosh. Me and buddy John, we're heading down to the beach. Oh. little, little dirty Myrtle dirty. action. <laughs> Yeah, or as, or as my wife says, North Myrtle. Okay, we don't go down to Myrtle Beach. We we, we went there around this time like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm never going back <laughs> ever again. In general, I like mean, I'm fair. never going back to that place ever. Uh, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. It was it was like fine, like the first two days we were there, and then once everybody started loading in, it was just mayhem. Yeah, yeah, it's uh. I think it's bike week. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's all it's bike week. Yeah. I think they do that every most memorial. Just thing. wild. Yeah, what? so I think we went down like we were there from a Wednesday, Wednesday to a Sunday. Nice. Wednesday and Thursday were awesome. As soon as Friday hit though, that was that was game. But we were just we were, ready, we were ready to get out of there. Just wild. Yeah, I mean you can't even like like go anywhere. Because as soon as you pull out of a parking lot, you have no parking space ever. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> and it's like traffic up and down 17. Yeah. Cra- crazy, crazy, I mean, crazy. You know, if it's called, you even call that traffic. I mean, it's just like people just loitering. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Their people are just kind of like standing. Yeah. And then they block off the streets and stuff there too. Yeah. Not, not our not our thing. Myrtle Beach gets kind of wild. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to go golfing. <clears throat> Golfing and drinking. That's I mean, fine. That's, I'm that's 35. Fine. That's, that's what fine. I do now. <laughs> that's where it's at. <laughs> Be nowhere near that uh, coastal road there. <laughs> All right, dude. Awesome. Let's let's talk about this new Marvel trailer that dropped, brother. Uh-oh. She-Hulk, attorney yeah. at law. Talk to me. You know, I'm cool for like... Uh, Maybe getting close to passing the torch kind of storyline. You know, Hulk and you know, he's getting, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's going to need to chill out pretty soon. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like we kind of discussed, I mean, it just, the CGI in this one does not look great right now. I don't know if that is the finish. I hope that's not I the finish hope product. not. Because, like, okay, like, <laughs> um, Bruce Banner looked good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he looked like he's like he's been looking. I mean, it didn't look like they spared any. They weren't like, let's uh, turn down the quality on him. Yeah, they, they didn't do that at all. They, 
why couldn't they just do the same with her? And it may be it's just uh, they had to get something out. Yeah, and yeah. It, maybe that's not a finished product or something. Yeah, I mean, we we got a good uh, good thing for that one when we talk about Chippendale <laughs> Rescue Rangers here in a little bit. That's <laughs> kind of the same situation, right? <laughs> Uh, but I mean the story and kind of what's going on, you know, seems like it's gonna be kind of fun. But yeah, you know, it, that's just if that's what I have to look at the whole time, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that. Well, we have the very talented uh, Tatiana Maslany, okay, Schroger nice. um, Destroyer, the other half, the Val Eastern Promises. Uh, she was in Perry Mason. She's very talented. Orphan Black is what she's really known known for, and so she she has a lot of drama, um, but she brings a lot of comedy here as well. Yeah, yeah. But I like it that she's playing a woman in her thirties. Yeah, like let's strip everything away. Yeah, she's a Marvel superhero. Well, that's what's up front, right? Yeah, storyline of her. Figuring this out. You know, she's an, an attorney. She's leading a, a practice uh, for mutants. That's cool. But, you know, where is the dynamic going to come from? Is it good? Is yeah. there going to be like um, a problem where they have to get to the bottom of it or right. what's going to happen? I It could it could be like a, a, a seven or eight part just series about her life. Yeah. And just make it a comedy and just like her struggles. <laughs> and you know what? I'll watch it. Yeah. I just, you know, it'd be tough to watch it like that, though. It, it, it'll be it, it's you different. Lo- you, like, lose, you lose a little bit of that personality, I think, if if she doesn't look better. Oh, that. I am, yeah, 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 yeah. So I am 1,000% sure that she's not. She's going to look way better. Yeah. And... I think they decided to throw that out. Yeah. I think Marvel has a timeline. Movie I Studios has, has a timeline, and they were like, uh, yeah. you know you know how some uh, Marvel trailers, like Civil War, where they did not add Spider-Man? Yeah. Or, um, you know, where they take out, or the Spider-Man No Way Home, where they at the end, where they took out the other two Spider-Man? Spoiler alert. You know, oh, if you haven't seen it by now, gosh. <laughs> seen it like 17 times over the right? last two weeks. I, I think I think they can, you know, they can use a little super gloss here. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I mean, dude, I, this is going to have Ruffalo, Tim Roth. Yeah. Tim Roth's abominations coming, and he's not the abomination. Benedict Wong is going to be in this, dude. Let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wong is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> He really is, isn't he? He's like been in every single movie. I love it. And I'm there for it too, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll, we'll throw this one on our socials. Let us know what you think about it. Um, are you excited to watch this? Uh, maybe it's something that we talk about in the future. Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Did yeah, I hope you saw it. One thousand percent saw it. Yes, Saturday. Yeah, that's all. Me and me and the wife had a movie date Friday. Nice. Watch, watch this. Uh, I had a good time, dude. It's it's a it was funny. It was a lot of a lot of good things from over the years popped up in this one, and that's all it needed to be. Yeah, that, that's it. That's all it needed to be was just a really good, clean time. Yeah. I mean, it was a little messed up. <laughs> it, it was a little messed up uh, if anybody hasn't seen it yet. Um, the the concept of of their adventure kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of uh, it's. <laughs> I mean, if you if you take out if you bring it back to humans. It's human trafficking. Yeah. Is what the story is. Yeah. Right? Um, But instead of humans, it's cartoon trafficking. (laughs) Right? That's exactly what it is. It's so messed up. And then, like, who's involved with this as well, right? Does it go to the top? Like, who's going involved, whatever? Um, Obviously, Mulaney and Sandberg and just them, their tandem going back and forth was just phenomenal. I just, I really like, how we kind of talked about the trailer um 
of it being like their life, like yeah, they're actors. They're not just TV show characters. <laughs> and this played through the whole thing <laughs> in the in the best way I thought. Uh, and the people you see, it's like you know, they're older. They're maybe struggling. They're <laughs> got wrapped up into things they should be wrapped up in. Uh, I, I thought it was great, man. I had a good time. Dude, I, I love it, man. Like, Chip has a dog at home. Like, he comes home. <laughs> you, like, he opens the door and it's yeah. like, hey, honey, are you are you home? Whatever. Are you home, baby? Yeah. Whatever. And then it's like this humongous yeah. dog, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. He, uh, he's a pretty nice spread, though. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, other than, obviously, uh, Mulaney and Sandberg, who was who was your favorite character? Oh, uh, well, I think the one that made me like kind of laugh the hardest uh, as their, you know, their character life went was probably Peter Pan, right? Sweet Pete, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, you see it happening, and then you get like the backstory of how it happened. <laughs> And I was laughing so hard. I was like, "That, that's funny because it makes sense, yeah, right? Yeah. It, it makes sense in his his life journey." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, the great talented fun, Will Will Arnett, bro. Yeah. But they were all fun, man. Yeah. It, was, it was a good time. We got Seth Rogen doing literally every <laughs> one of his voices, all the way back to Monsters versus the Aliens, yeah, yeah. man. Like just phenomenal. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I'm sure that the. Uh, the old socials have already cracked the whole Sonic thing. The here. ugly Sonic. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up. I was scared to. No uh, scary. I mean, it's whatever at this point. You're right. Uh, <laughs> his role in here was like, it was almost like a uh, him picking up the pieces from his former career. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make a name for himself. Trying to make a name for himself. And uh, I was reading something about this, and they were talking about how they could do that because they never mentioned, like, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. So they kind of slipped under the radar being able to use Ugly Sonic, which was fantastic. Dude, we've had a lot of cameos, actually, man. Yeah. Um, One half of Beavis and Butthead, did you see that one? He was in the sauna area, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in there, and um, the dad from South Park was the in dad there. Dad was South Park was in there, and there was one other guy in there. But I can't remember who it was. Dude, I think those three guys. Yeah, yeah. They pulled this off, man. This, <laughs> like, like we when we talked about this last week. It was one I didn't know it was going to come out so soon. Yeah, it happened fast. I, I had no clue because the trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. Saw the trailer. Next week, boom. Yeah, I mean, it was like three weeks, maybe, at the max, from when I saw it and sent it to you. Oh, well, then you're the one who who uh, slept on it then for me. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. You're just holding the cards, I see. That's how we're doing in this marriage now, Javier. You're just going to hold all the cards from me, okay? <laughs> I missed one trailer, and you're like, I'm not giving it to him. Nope. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you, just, you just pick your battles, don't you, buddy? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, pretty much that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like how they they really pulled this off, man. This was fun for the entire family. And in the age, you'll be able to see stuff, you know, from when your parents were growing up, stuff yeah. like now. It's just a really good time, man. Really excited about this. Um, it's got some rewatchability. Yeah. It, it was fun. Oh, yeah. It was good. It's got that guy behind you. Of course. <laughs> of course it does, man. Of course it does. JK's and everything. Yes. yes. Guys, check out uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers streaming right now on Disney+. Plus. Let us know your thoughts. Definitely. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for 3,000 Years of Longing, Prey, and our Movie of the Week, Term Life.
right, Mr. Villalobos. We're about to have some dope trailers in the next few weeks, man. Uh-huh. I am really excited about the trailers that have been dropping. Super stoked. Like, I almost was like, dude, let's just drop this movie and let's do like a whole hour of just the different trailers. <laughs> but then like, we'll have nothing like for next month. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, we got to spread out the spread out the love. You got to do that right now, especially the lull we had. Yeah, can't, we can't, can't can't do that again, yeah, dude. Yeah, that was not good. That yeah, not we good were time. doing like not even straight to DVD or straight to stream. <laughs> we we're doing straight to VHS movies. You know what I mean? Like that's bad. Yeah, just, they're giving those away on like thumb drives. Or something. You know when you walk into your grocery store yeah. and it was like five dollar movies. <laughs> we were doing. Th- Oh, man. Um, let's talk about this one, dude. This is from George Miller, the crazy mind of George Miller. 3,000 years of longing. Um, a lonely scholar on a trip to Istanbul discovers a djinn who offers her three wishes in exchange for his freedom. Talk to me, brother. Yeah, this one looks like it's going to be kind of quirky, sexy, kind of also a little horror yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the like spider thing that came out mm-hmm. of the person or whatever it was. I'm not. I'm not about that. I'm not cool with that. But it looked pretty awesome in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, these two are great actors as well. Obviously, Idris Elba um, and Tyndall Swinton. I don't know, man. It's just. It's gonna be. It's. Feels like it's going to be kind of choppy too, maybe. Yeah. Like it's not going to be just like a straight flowing movie. There's going to be a lot of, maybe a lot of flashbacks, a lot of flash forwards and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I got that. I got that vibe as well, yeah. man. You have uh, Tilda Swinton, who is this really bored um, scholar, and she gets this what she just thinks is just like a beautiful piece of art. Yeah. You know, d- does the Aladdin. Aladdin, Aladdin, Aladdin thing <laughs> spits on it, kind of rubs it, <laughs> and then this big ass genie pops out. Yeah, right, um, he is huge, <laughs> but like it was it like that in Aladdin as well. So right. it's really cool, um, and it's just like this chocolate, sexy Idris <laughs> Elba man. So all the ladies are like, mm, definitely already seeing this movie, yeah, yeah. obviously, and he's shirtless a lot of the time in the trailer. So we're gonna post this on our socials. But I don't know. How, I don't know how this movie is gonna go, man. Like, it looks kind of like you maybe get to see some of his story because yeah. it looks like like you're in that time of them, and then you see maybe some of his history, how he became this, yeah. maybe or yeah. other people he's had wishes for, whatever. Uh, but I mean, it looks like it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, dude. Really excited for this. Um, this drops in September of this awesome. year. So with us on our trailers, let us know what you think, guys. Uh, star studded with Idris Elba and Tilda Swin. So let's go. All right, man. Um, Prey. The origin story of the Predator in the world of the Comanche Nation 3,300 years ago. Naru, a skilled female warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved predators to land on Earth. That's it. You, that was better than the teaser trailer. Dude, I know. <laughs> the teaser trailer didn't give us Nothing. anything at all, aside <clears throat> from seeing kind of where he's located at, just like in some woods. Yeah. Um, I love all... Of the Predator movies. Except for like AVP was whack. AVP was cool. AVP 2 was whack. Was that Re- Requiem? Yeah. Requiem? Yeah, that was that was whack. Um, but Predator. Yeah, Predator seen. 2. Predators. The Predator that came out in 2018 was dope. Right. Like, I love these movies. Predator 2 is my, my, my favorite. Yeah, like, I've never six been. Six foot four Danny Clover. Versus like a six nine predator, that sounds like an even matchup to me. After like the first Alien or so, maybe, maybe the second one, maybe didn't really Alien kind of. It's like all right, not a y- real y'all fan. Y'all are just you're just animals, right? 
like predators, they're hunters. They yeah, do, okay. I got they, it. They I see what you're things. saying now. Yeah, yeah. They do stuff. They kind of have a mission. Tactical. Yeah. And aliens are just just animals, right? So it's hard to it's hard to keep that like I felt like the freshness of that. Yeah. Because like all the alien or excuse me, all the predator movies kind of were able to have a little bit of a different gimmick form, right? Where they were like hunting the people or whatever, whatever. Hunting but, each other or whatever yeah, the yeah. Ca- case is, right? And yeah. like humans are involved some, somehow. Um, there was always some different type of gimmick, which was really dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right. Going back to Alien. Alien and Aliens. I'm good. <laughs> exactly. I'm yeah, good. Yeah. But like this, this is going to be refreshing, man. This is going to be fantastic. I, I hope. I hope that they do this with um, whatever language, native language or whatever. And we, right. and we have, you know, caption at the bottom. Right. That'll just add more like in-depthness yeah. of like this time frame. I don't hear very well anyway, so I always have captions there on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got the captions on anyway. All the, all the years of rock and roll. That's their toll. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I think this will be pretty fun. I mean, we get to see just another, another side of them, another time period. See what maybe this leads to. How that first one came about, I don't know. We'll I mean, you don't, you don't know, right? Yeah. And then, like, the cool thing about it is, go watching after at the end of Predator Two. You know, these guys have been here, yeah, time and time and time again. When, when, like. They throw Danny Glover the musket after killing one of theirs. My man is like, "Oh, Damn. everybody! In the, everybody's like, whoa, you, y'all, y'all been here before? Yeah, yeah. And y'all are gonna be back. This is your hunting ground. Yeah, and they've been been there through different time periods, right? It's kind of what all this is leading up to. Very excited awesome. for this, man. This is gonna be a fun movie. Um, August fifth. This will be a back to school movie. <laughs> yeah, sweet. This one drops right on Hulu. Oh, so I would like to be in the theaters for this. I would definitely love to watch this on the biggest screen possible. But I guess my couch is gonna have to work. Go over to the crib and hang out. You do got a humongous <laughs> television, bro. I mean, for, proportionally for my living room, it's very large. Yes, yes. It's not humongous, but. It's like, if I had like an 85-inch TV, it yeah. would be like movie theater proportions. You're, you're but I don't have that. It's a 65-inch TV. Oh, it's only 65? It's 65. I thought it was a 70. No. Oh. Man. But like it's I said, huge. proportionally. Because of the way <laughs> the dimensions are at the yeah. crib, yes. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Guys, are you excited about another Predator movie? It's not even called Predator. It's called Prey. Yeah. Right? I want to see this chick go up against him. That's something we have not seen yet. Yeah. Right? We've seen all these, like, big, burly men. Arnold. Arnold, Danny Glover. Uh, I don't even know the dude's name from Predators. Uh, uh, we got, uh, what's the dude from? Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. We're going to do this again. Crap. We're just oh, not God. good at it, are we? What you going to say? Guy from what? The Pianist. I don't know. <laughs> the guy from the pianist. I know which guy you're talking about in my head. Do, do you? Do you? Face wise, Adrian Brody from Predators. I would, 2010. I would have never, never got that name. Uh, directed by Nimrod Antel. You know, so we get all, and then he was he was jacked in that movie, dude. <laughs> um, it ha, this has your boy from. We're getting off topic here. I apologize. Yeah. Your boy Topher Grace in it. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um. From Spider-Man 3, the best one. <laughs> I think this was his next movie, actually. <laughs> After the Spider-Man was, 3. And then right. he did, did this. He's like, I'm going to continue to be the villain. Yeah. Um, no, guys, we're going to throw a prey up. Really excited to see a chick go after uh, this predator and protect her, her family and everything. So that's going to be fun, guys. Definitely. <laughs> All right, guys, we are doing Term Life. This movie dropped in 2016. 
A um, few other flicks that dropped that year was The Fifth Wave, Hacksaw Ridge, Me Before You, Silence, Fences, Nerve, Sausage Party. That was just <laughs> that was just fantastic. Good, good times. Nocturnal Animals, in the quiet sequel to a great monster disaster movie, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Might I add, Dan Trattenberg, who is directing Prey, oh, yeah. directed Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. A little, little trivia for you there. That's right. All right, guys. Um, Term Life is directed by the great Peter Billingsley, written by A.J. Lieberman. Uh, another one I couldn't find a budget on. Uh, so we really got to get that that PI on retainer, like we talked about. Got to so get, get that get PI on retainer. <laughs> uh, box office brought in eighty nine thousand five hundred forty six dollars. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how big that budget was. I got that in pennies over here, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem like a very good number at all. Not, not at all. <laughs> So we got starring in this one Vince Vaughn as Nick Burrow, Haley Steinfeld as Kate Burrow, uh, Bill Paxton as Detective Joe Keenan, Jonathan Banks as Harper, Mike Epps as Detective Daryl Mosley. Uh, I was wondering why he uh, like was just the most serious person in this movie. I feel like he was the most serious person. <laughs> we'll really, get to that in a minute. He really was. Uh, uh, we got Hordy Moya as Victor Vasquez, uh, Shea Wiggum as Detective Maddie Miller, Can't breathe. John Favreau as Jimmy Lincoln, Terrence Howard as Sheriff Braden, Kane Velasquez as Marco, and about 25 other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But those are the people that we see show up a lot in this one, so yeah. we'll stick with that. It seems like with that 89K, uh, nobody got paid. <laughs> they they um, definitely... They definitely did a... They did, they did, everybody a was lawsuits. like, everybody did this pro bono, okay? <laughs> yeah, and they didn't know it, though, to start off <laughs> they with. Yeah, no, no clue. Everybody was like, you know what? We'll just take our share <laughs> from the uh, box office. Vince Vaughn was like, I'm just going to take this. <laughs> we have here and go ahead and... Get out, guys. <laughs> Vince Vaughn says, um, I'm the producer yeah. of this. This is from Wild West Films. So, uh, yeah, give me that. <laughs> give me that. One for you, three for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Go ahead and give us a quick synopsis, man. This will be a quick one. Uh, we got Nick Burrow. He sells plans for heists. Uh, the heist goes sideways that he sold and is forced to go on the run with his daughter, Kate. During this time, he's trying to figure out who double-crossed him so that he can have the two of them make it out of this alive. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Another movie where we're dealing with the protagonists, they're just yeah criminals. Yeah. We're hanging out in the criminal underworld these last couple of weeks, bro. What That's are we fine. doing? That's fine. That you know what is, is man. Fine. It's just another side of it, right? Can't be good guys, bad guys every time. Yeah, bro. Can't, can't be the Hulk every time. All right, brother, let's go ahead and start off the top here. Uh, Vince Vaughn, our, our lead as Nick Barrow. Um, first and foremost, man, it's Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And the one thing about Vince Vaughn that we love about Vince Vaughn is that he's going to be Vince Vaughn in everything that he does. Yeah. That's why it's, he's been doing it the way he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. You know, he adds his own different flair to different characters and everything. But at the end of the day, he's just a smooth, fast-talking uh, guy who's going to get the last line. Right. But he is a job planner, and those jobs are uh, heists, right? Yes. yes. And he's been in this criminal underworld for a while. He's really good at it, except for his last job. Yeah, that was not good. Not good at all. Everything... Everything went bad. So, you know, he... Actually, actually, no, everything went perfect. It did. The job actually went exactly like he planned it. What he didn't plan is what the bad part was. Was the bad part. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, job goes right, but the people who did the job gets killed. 
And he's basically blamed and framed for their murder. Right. So there's a um, drug cartel after him the entire movie. Right, because the the head of that, whatever the cartel part of it is, like you said. Victor Vasquez. Yeah, so him, I don't think they ever say what the name of it was. What the name of the cartel is? Yeah, yeah. I I think they did, but I don't remember what it was. It was was just a bunch of words. Let's just say the Vasquez cartel. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, part of that that group that started the heist was his son. Son, mm-hmm. and obviously he does not make it out of the heist, which yeah. is what what gets this whole thing rolling. And what uh, Barrow has to do is protect his daughter, who is sixteen, kind of living on her own in the world. Um, Mom's going through like alcohol, alcoholism yeah. and stuff like that, right? So she has it pretty bad, and he has to protect her. He's the it's the only person in his life that he loves. He wants to definitely protect her. So it becomes this Starsky and Hutch kind of uh, really father does. father daughter type type <laughs> thing. Right? I didn't. I never put that together. <laughs> right. But yeah, you're exactly right. Because they start off not liking each other. Exactly. Because they don't know each other. Exactly. He's, a, he's barely not been a great dad. Um, and like from her, from that character, you get like he's never been around. Like, yeah, like she barely knows him like his face almost. True, true, true. One thing that starts to unravel and this is kind of getting into Haley Steinfeld's character. Um, but when they're together. He has this like box of different like photos of her yeah. growing up. So he's loving her and admiring her from afar, but right. knows doesn't want to be close to her because of the line of work that he's in. And I actually appreciate that, man. For some guy who's kind of doing this, he still is there for his daughter. Right. Um let's talk, let's talk let's talk about her, man. We got Haley Steinfeld as Kate Barrow, man. This sixteen year old kind of rebel. Yeah. Right. Kind of down on her her luck. Yeah, she's trying to survive basically. Um, like I said, with her mother being, I guess, at rehab or something like that, she's just living by herself. Yeah, just just chilling, just out there. Yeah, all the friends are like, "So you just stay here by yourself? What do you do by yourself?" She's like, "I just I like the party just here." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the party. Yeah. <laughs> Which she does. Yes. Yeah. The drinking, the getting arrested for public intoxication. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's a short film. It's not long at all, guys. It's literally ninety three minutes. So yeah. when it comes to character development, right, you're gonna get a line or two about everybody. Yep. Um, so even about Kate, um, she her mom's going through this, her dad's not around per mm-hmm. se. So obviously the what does the sixteen year old kid do? Whatever the hell they want to do, they kind of fall into this. She quickly becomes an ally um, to Nick when they're together. And, you know, they start bonding and loving on each other. I, I, I even love it when they're at the uh, carnival. Man. I thought that was really yeah. dope, actually. Um, once again, because it's a short movie, there's little time for those character development. Yeah. But it's that, that quick scene with them together on the Ferris wheel. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, and they bond over... Criminal stuff, though. <laughs> I did right? notice that, yes. <laughs> the first bot, like I said, the fair was like, he was trying to teach her how to shoot. Yeah. Um, And then what's next, kind of like when they're sitting on the park bench and he's talking through how to rob a bakery. <laughs> yeah, they're bonding all over his bad stuff. Um, and we see how that plays out at the end of the movie. Hey, man, bonding is bonding. Yeah. However, you get, however you get it done. <laughs> She becomes a big proponent with trying to help clear Nick's name. So that's pretty exciting to watch in this. And Taylor Stunfield, she's pretty much a badass. Like, I, I, she's a really good actor. Fantastic. All right, listener. We're going to take a quick break. All right, JV. <clears throat> Real quick, man. I don't want to take too much of your time. Okay. Uh, 
but I want to discuss the great Jim Carrey for a second. You got a second? Yeah, I got a couple seconds. All right, dude. Yeah. So, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 just dropped. Oh, yeah. Got to still check it out. But I wanted to know your favorite Jim Carrey movie and favorite scene. I hear this is going to be his last movie. Wow. So, like, I think it's important as, as fans, as comedy fans, as Jim Carrey fans, for us to go ahead and discuss that for a few moments, yeah. man. I mean, all the scenes are iconic in every movie, but what is your favorite movie and favorite scene? You know, I think I just have to stick to one from, from childhood, man, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. That's it. I mean, every time, no matter what. So Hilarious. Man. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene from that movie is actually kind of two scenes. Okay, talk to back me. To back. When he sells the van, rolls up on the scooter, and he says... You know, just when I think you couldn't do something even dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself. <laughs> and then when they're riding on the scooter in the ice. Dude, and so fantastic. <laughs> he's like, I got to pee. Just, just let it go. <laughs> so good. Oh, dude, I love that movie, man. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Well, what about you? What's your favorite my favorite scene is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, when he's at the door of the parents of Ray Finkel <laughs> and quickly describes him because he has a shotgun to his face. Right. Right. And, you know, he does it in one breath and it's super fast. It ends with <laughs> one hell of a model American. <sighs> right. <laughs> right. It's just like you yeah. see like the early acting, you see the yeah. early comedy chops this guy has. Right. And that he gives it everything that he has in every scene. Yeah, this is a really dope, funny scene that I'll never forget, man. Um, my favorite movie of his is actually going to be The Truman Show, which is a different Jim Carrey movie. Yes, yeah. He plays a real guy in this in a really awkward, weird situation. Yeah. Um, and he, I love that he did not put the comedy first. The drama yeah. was there before anything, right? And he just let the comedy be very natural. Oh, he, yeah. he didn't overtry. He didn't overact or anything of that nature. Yeah. Um, I just loved this movie, man. This Jim Carrey performance should have won an Oscar for this. Awesome, man. Uh, listeners, you guys can send us a little something on our social media, letting us know your thoughts and your favorite moments on the legendary Jim Carrey. So check out our link tree in the description and visit our social medias from there. All right, we got the uh, late, great Bill Paxton, Detective Joe Keenan. Talk to me, brother. I mean, this is just another great movie that he's played a role in. Yeah. I mean, you know, the whole movie. Let me let me back up just a second. I said that the, the whole movie isn't the greatest movie. No. Uh, so I'll take that back real quick. <laughs> but each of these characters played good roles mm-hmm. for themselves. Uh Bill Paxton, he's kind of that has that aggressive, like we talked about. You know, he's got uh, that energy when you're watching him, especially in a detective, a police role, anything like that. And he did the same thing he always does in this movie. Just his scenes, he let them, uh, and he was fun to watch. Yeah, man, he's he's a very strong um, actor. Always has been, yeah. and then as this role, is Detective Joe Keenan. Um, He's strong. Yeah. The leader of his division. And I love it how they're like quiet around him as well, bro. Like, yeah, Yo, man, we gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta do that. Right. Well, it's cool. He's like, he's scary, but he's also scared. Yeah. You know, he's got a, that fear in him with all the mess that's going down. It's that like fight. He has that fight or flight in right. him in this movie. Right. And he's going, he is scared, but he's also going to try to fight his way out. Right. Of everything, right? He's the, um, him and his team are the reason why, um, the heist, the heist did go good, but Vasquez's son dies. They come through and kill him and then burn the money and everything, so. Yeah. There's that. Yes. Not good. All right, brother, let's, um, Jonathan Banks is in as Harper. What I like about Jonathan Banks, man, he is, and you're going to appreciate this. You ready for this? I'm ready for you to say it right now. If you don't say it, I will. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't say it, I will. Go ahead and get it out. No, man, he's the guy in the the chair, okay? Yes. 
But he is though, man. He's yeah. like this. Okay, so Harper teaches Borrow everything that he knows, right? Yeah. Um, helps him come up in the game of <laughs> this criminal underworld, and uh, we meet him when he's doing what shooting lessons at the at the range or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Right. I don't shoot anything. Um, wherever the hell he is, but right. that's where we meet him, and then we find out that they've known each other for a while. They've done jobs together. <clears throat> he's he's an old man now. Yeah, and they're all kind of got their pieces, right? They're all, they got their own roles. Yeah, everybody kind of plays their role. Then you got, you know, we'll get to him in a minute. But Jimmy, Jim, John Favreau, he's got his role. <laughs> you know, they all like they all have a piece of information, yeah. and then they get together, got a piece it together. And Harper's kind of that hub, I guess, yeah. to where he's the one that puts everybody together to make the thing happen. So, yeah, he's pretty awesome. He's the liaison for everybody. Yeah, he's always cool, man. He's just always just chill. Like, oh, Jonathan Banks has, like, the dopest. Like, I remember him from um, Breaking Bad. Yeah. And he says that really dope, deep voice, mm-hmm. right? And it's just commanding the entire time. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, very, like, commanding, very... Feels like he's got a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Like the way he talks and delivers his words. Uh yeah, he was awesome. All right, man. Uh talk about your boy Mike Epps, <laughs> Detective Daryl Bo- Mosley. What were you saying in the, when you were talking about I've him? I've never seen this dude this serious ever. Me neither. Like there was no punchlines, there was no barely any smiles if there was even one. Uh and his lines were just the whole time were just serious lines. You know, he was it was just weird. Like I feel like in this movie, man, like he he definitely was going for the Oscar. Yeah. Well, there was no reason for like comedy, really, you know, other than some kind of dry humor, snarky things. But for them and kind of what they were going through, is there there, were, there was no need for him to be funny. But it was weird. You know, and what I kind of want to do, man, is. Because I watched him in this, and I—I I mean, next Friday, dude, like just I, iconic Mike Epps movie. I don't know why we yeah. have not done done that yet, right? Um, very iconic. I kind of want to watch some post term life Mike Epps movies and kind of see where his acting is. Obviously, don't yeah. watch the comedies, but there's there's a few on here. I'm going through mm-hmm. his his Wikipedia that I kind of want to see. That's just like how he was in these movies. I'm I'm excited to to actually see that. So we shall see. Awesome. Sounds good, man. <clears throat> uh Jordy Mola as Victor Vasquez. Dude, when I see Jordy Mola, this dude is nobody. Nobody to me except for Johnny Tapia from Bad Boys 2. Okay, that's all he's <laughs> ever going to be, dude. <laughs> seen him around, but yeah, he's not a uh He's not a name that you just, like, hit the whole filmography, you know, a bunch of different movies, yeah. But I'm sure you've seen him, like, all over the place. Oh, dude, yeah. He's been in <laughs> everything, bro. Exactly. But my favorite movie him, and he's Johnny Tapia. <laughs> Bad Boys too, man. He is, like, the fantastic Colombian drug lord in that movie. Um, and he plays a cartel leader yeah. here, man. This guy is just out for revenge. Yes. He's that's just so, trying to take his gun and shoot whoever the hell is responsible for killing his kid, bro. Yep. And, like, <clears throat> once again, we're in a world of bad guys. Yeah. We're in a world of dirty cops. So, you know, you you feel for, for Nick because he has a daughter. Right. And because he didn't do anything, he didn't it, kill the kid. It, it's because he was, yeah, he was framed, right? It yeah. wasn't, wasn't him, and now his daughter's having to pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you don't feel for the dirty cops. You kind of feel for like Vasquez, right? Even though he's this, um, you know, drug cartel leader and everything, his kid died. His kid got killed. Like you want him to have some comeuppance. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you do. And you're glad when it happens as well. Yeah. And you got two things you got. One dad who's trying to protect his kid, and he got the other dad who's trying to avenge, avenge. his kid. Yes, avenge, he might be an avenger. Ah, who knows, guys? Know. <laughs> yeah, gonna have a Hispanic Thor. Pretty dope. Nice. 
Hey, he had, he had some some nice hair, man. You hmm. pull it off, dude. Johnny Tapia always has nice hair. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and um, jump down here. <laughs> Sorry, to Terrence Howard as uh, Sheriff Braden. Oh, yeah, Terrence Howard. It's weird, man. So, well, actually, let's back up a second. I'm sorry. Let's not do that. Let's go to Shay Wingham as Detective Maddie Miller. Um, this guy was dope, man. It's Shay is a fa- fantastic actor. I remember him yeah. from. Boardwalk Empire is where I first encountered him, but he's in everything as well. Oh yeah, and he definitely brings that gravitas to this to this role in regards to being, you know, in this uh, police division of Dirty Cops. Yeah, but also like he wants to get out of this. Yeah, and it was weird. Like there was f- four or five people, right? And see one, it was four detect Dirty Cops. Yeah, right? and aside from Bill. The other two, Mike Epps and the other guy, I don't remember what his name was, uh, didn't really have much going on. No. They were just there, but uh, Detective Maddie Miller had a big storyline. Yeah. Like, he was basically with Bill Paxton the whole time, uh, which I thought was a little weird um, that they didn't give the other guys a little bit more. 93 minutes, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but... 93 minutes, man. That's all we got. But yeah, he wants to, he wants to get out of this thing. It's getting a little too hot for him. Exactly. He's, he's got his pension and everything coming around the corner, like he says. <laughs> but he never gets it. That's right. Yeah, man. Um, definitely does not get it. But I I do like that there is some, um, you know, Maddie Miller's kind of pulling at the threads of this overall plan. Yeah. Of you know, being these dirty cops, he's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Right. And he's, I mean, they showed him, looks like he was trying to turn, turn a little bit on the guys, but we never really get that full story. Yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. Um, my favorite character in the entire movie, man, John Favreau and Jimmy Lincoln, bro. <laughs> this guy, this guy, dude. <laughs> this is John, John Favreau was like, dude, you know I'm busy with everything Disney, Marvel, yeah. Star Wars stuff like that. I got like 15 minutes, yeah, okay? Like, we like, got you. We got you. <laughs> we got you. Well, you know he's best friends with like Vince Fong and Peter Billingsley, yeah, yeah. so he's you know part of the Wild West films. Yeah, um, he does with them, but him as like the guy who puts everybody in contact, mm-hmm. dude, just fantastic. <laughs> so just a few minutes that he's on screen, man. Yeah. Usually it's like Vince Vaughn who's delivering those quip, those quips, those yeah. one-liners, right? Really fast, really funny here. Favreau was like, "All right, let's go. Yeah, let's get it done. We got a lot going on right now." Yeah, man. You guys, if you've not seen this movie, once again, it is now playing on Netflix. Uh, John Favreau's great in this. <laughs> All right, now we can run over here to Terrence Howard as Uh-oh. Sheriff Braden. I didn't think, and the reason why I wanted to go back up top because I missed it. I didn't think John Favreau and Terrence Howard would ever work together again, but now thinking about it, they weren't in a scene together, so it doesn't even matter. Right, right. After the whole Iron Man, Iron Man two thing, but um, talk to me, Terrence Howard as Sheriff Braden. I mean, he he portrayed this uh, sheriff of this small town pretty well. Um, There's like three three cops in the whole town. He was one of them. Uh, you know he. He plays a significant role uh, with getting kind of from where it seems like Vince Vaughn and Haler, Nick and Cater in a good spot kind of hanging out. Yeah. And he helps push it to kind of that in the, the, the end of the movie where it all, where it all goes awry. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he portrayed a sheriff pretty well. I don't know much more to say about it. I will uh, say this, man. Um, he does. I, I'm going to say this. I appreciate big city and small town law enforcement. Okay? Right. But he portrayed small town 
doesn't really check all the boxes right before he, he does something or lets something happen. Yeah. Um, but he has a good uh, moral compass. Yes, yeah, he uh, definitely does. Because once he finds out that things aren't right, he tries to yeah. do the right thing a little late. But you know, a little late in the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and definitely does not make it out alive, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So let's talk about the look in the field. This movie shot in Georgia. Um, looks like it could be shot anywhere. I I really was not digging the the sets. The um, I take that back. Uh, Jimmy Lincoln's apartment was dope. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we, we still don't know where the heck his cat is, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but everything else, man, it looked like a run-of-the-mill um, CW. Low, low budget. Low budget. Can't build sets. We just got to find some places and hope it works out kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, even at one point at the end there, you might, how many times have you watched this movie now? One time. One time. So I've seen this like two or three times. Fair enough. Even at the end. I feel like that's a lot. It's, it is. Okay. It is. Because I was like, well, I'm jumping, but like, I couldn't have thought it was that, right? <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me try again, is what it was. <laughs> but like, at the end of the movie, when he's talking to his daughter, and then she's talking about the heist that she's trying to think of or whatever. Yeah. He's, he's right here. She's right here, and the camera keeps panning. I don't think they were in the same bubble at the same exact time. Mm. I think they filmed her. Right. And then they filmed him. And then they smacked it together. It did look a little weird. It looked a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I give you that. I, saw, right? I noticed that. Yeah. I was just like, what? What the? I think I just bypassed it. But I remember being like, something's a little fuzzy that shouldn't be. Yeah, she's definitely like has a green. This is yeah. a green screen for her. Right. She's behind a blue or a green screen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what color they use these, these days, man. It's 2022. Who knows? This was 2016, yeah. so who even knows? Um, but it just, there was nothing about this movie that was just like, oh, wow, I'm in this world. Yeah, yeah. My favorite type of movies, right, are movies where you feel like you're a part of the world. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight, I felt like I'm part of that world. Inception, I thought I was a part of that yeah. world. Uh, Michael Mann's Heat thought I was a part of that that yeah. world, right? Every Indiana Jones movie, I think I'm with him. Yeah, some 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 movies make you feel like you're standing there, uh, being a part of it, right? Is yeah. what you're saying. Like you're moving, you're you know you're seeing certain views, and this one was real steady. Like, yeah, it uh, was like a CW show, and I think yeah. I'm like I'm not talking junk about CW shows, but yeah. my point is like. You have a set amount of money yeah. to use. And I think it was just a low budget. Man. Yeah. Just super low budget for these guys. Uh, but yeah, I agree. It was very, uh, you felt kind of out of place, I guess. Like you weren't part of the, weren't part of the filming or you weren't a character kind of just watching what was going on. Yeah. And don't even get me started on the music. Was there music? I have no clue. I have no clue I at all. I don't, I don't think, think I heard a single line of music. It was just like town noise, the whole background noise the whole time. <laughs> just carnival noises. <laughs> All right, man. Um just a quick theme, man. Not gonna take too much time here. Um what this story is basically trying to say here, and this is actually from a a book called Term Term Life by the person who wrote the screenplay um this is a man who's understands what the world that he's in but at the same exact time knows that he has to be there for his family and and loved one being his his daughter right um where it's not it's less of a choice you have a choice to be in this world you don't have a choice to be a dad right I think he understands that at the end where it's very important for him to be there for Kate because yeah. she's at a pivotal point in her life. And because what mom is going through, he's all, they both are all that they have. Right. So like cherish that. He finds this out through a 
blood-ridden 93-minute movie, but, you know, whatever. A lot of bullets and ass was flying, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Any any way you can get it, right? Any way you can get it. Any way you can bond, right? Now what you said? All right, man. Um, That was our conversation about term life. Uh, Give me your thoughts and ratings on this one, sir. Yeah, I'm going to do... This is going to be a two out of five buckets for me. Yeah. Um, like I said before, the characters, the actors who portrayed the characters were awesome. Uh, you just have a, yeah, it's a great cast. Yeah. But the story in the movie was, uh, you know, I, I don't see any need to rewatch it. And I don't think I'd make it through a second second round of it. But, you know, one-time watches never never hurts nobody. Never hurts anybody, yeah. man. What about you? Yeah, brother. Um, I, I love the cast. I hate that it was a really tight 93 minutes. Yeah. So I feel like if we would have had more exposition, more um, character development, you know, you got to flesh out these people yeah, you got three stories going on basically. you have three stories in 93 <laughs> minutes dude yeah that, that means like 30 minutes for each story yeah right that's rough that's that's tough yeah. and then you gotta combine them all and then you gotta <laughs> then you gotta no way home them at the <laughs> end right like you gotta do that like okay yeah, yeah. those those guys had almost three hours to do yeah that, okay <laughs> so yeah. um I I love Vince Vaughn Favreau Howard all these guys um. Yeah, unfortunately, this gets one bucket for me, man, and it's and that's tough. Cause like I love the premise, I love the setup. Yeah, it just needs a budget, man. I think and that's all. It just needs a budget, and it needs. I, I bet that's it. I bet yeah. it just needs more of a budget. Yeah, a little because more like time. because like the director, right, P- Peter Billingsley. Yeah, he directed Couples Retreat. Right. Fantastic. I mean, the, the the cast, man. The cast is ridiculous. It really is. You know, he brought us how great Couples re- Retreat was, right? And how much there was so much character development and yeah. saturation. And how we felt, fall, fell in love with each and one of these characters and hated some of these people uh, as well, right? There was <laughs> yeah. enough time for that. Yeah. But they had a budget. You are correct. Yeah. Um, This one, not so, so much, unfortunately. So, yeah. One bucket. Uh-oh. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Term Life. Next week, we'll be discussing the 1986 smash hit, Top Gun. And that's streaming on Netflix. I'm Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Mr. J8200. I feel the need. The need for speed. I think we're supposed to say that together, actually. Yeah, we we were supposed to, but... Say it with me. No, I didn't. It's I was. Fine. I just. I put J. I didn't put CJ. I, I put both on mine. I did not. <laughs> Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.